Hi, everybody. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Exciting stuff today is we're debuting a brand new show called Off the Market Forever. This show features none other than James Isles and Chris Zyker as we focus on the domain space through the lens of end user acquisitions and upgrades. For those of you who don't know, James is one of the best writers in the space, doing insightful interviews with founders about key domain additions and writing other domain related stories on the Media Options blog, as well as other platforms and publications, including his own site, jamesnames.com. Chris, on the other hand, is one of the best and most successful domain brokers in the world and is responsible for assisting with more purchases by and sales to end users than almost anybody else in the industry. Pairing these two guys together is really special as it brings some unique insight and experience to the table that you just don't get elsewhere. This is why we're so excited to have this happening right here on Domain Sherpa where all roads lead to domains. And on today's show, we talk about a bunch of domains such as electra.com, wealth.com, firework.com, and rocketreach.com. And as usual, big shout out to Dan.com, the number one place in the world to buy and sell your domains with a special platform made for domain investors. With all that, it's time to get into this episode of Off the Market Forever, because once it's gone, it's gone. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. On, and I'm the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is a new show that I'm so excited about. We've been talking about this for a while. It is called, drumroll please, Off, Off the, the market, market Forever. Okay. <laughs> Off the Market Forever. <laughs> And uh, so, and it's featuring two good friends of mine uh, who are involved in our business in the Media Options Domain X business, which is James Isles and Chris Zyker. And I'm going to go ahead and give you guys who don't know, although I think for a lot of you folks, this is a domain focused show. Um, I think for anybody who's been in and around the domain space at all over the last however many years uh, knows who these guys are, but uh, it is my sort of privilege and pleasure to be up here with them today. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a little bit of a full on intro. So I'll start below me with Mr. James Isles, a.k.a. James Names, a.k.a. James Isle of Man, a.k.a. Walter <laughs> Cronkite. So for those of you who don't know, James is uh, one of the leading writers, journalists in the domain space. Um, he's got his jamesnames.com blog. Uh, definitely check that out. It's a domain-centric uh, blog published by him. Uh, prior to founding that, he was the lead writer for the Name Pros blog, published over 700 articles. Um, and that was between 2015, 2019. Keep me honest here, James, if I'm off on any of the details. Since then, you've been building the James Names property uh, out, um, and uh, you know you've been referenced in major news outlets, Mashable, Business Insider, uh, Vice, um, and then also working with some of the best and brightest in the domain industry, including us at Media Options. So, interest of full disclosure, James does write for us, and uh, which is is awesome. It helps uh, you know us with putting out a ton of really really great content. He also DN Academy, Domain Name Wire. Uh, shout out to Andrew Alleman. Uh, shout out to, I would say Michael Seiger, but now GoDaddy, right? And in uh, and dnd.com uh, while working on a bunch of other different projects and other good stuff. And uh, so now that he is part of our team and our camp, uh, we're looking to do this show as part of the Domain Sherpa Network uh, once a month, off the market forever. Uh, what's happening, man? How are you, James? What's going on? Yeah, all good. All good. How are you doing, uh, JT? 
I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. So keeping it moving, I got one more. My guy, Chris Zyker, a.k.a. Zyker's Island, a.k.a. The Plug. Zyker's Island, I like that. A.k.a. Joe Girard. You know who Joe Girard is, by the way? He is literally the Guinness World Book of Records, uh, the the greatest salesman in the history. He was uh, sold like 13,000 cars working for Chrysler from like the 70s through the 80s. So, And uh, for those of you who don't know, Chris is literally the number one sales guy in the domain industry. Uh, he's been working with Media Options and Andrew uh, for years uh, and for myself for a few years now, too. And uh, he is the guy that makes the engine go. Um, I think, uh, you know, prior to working with Media Options, um, you know, he was a sales and marketing exec. Yes. Uh, managing accounts, $100 million in annual sales revenue, I believe. Uh, you know, yeah, for, $100 million now. You know, if, if you're into something, you That's know. That's a couple million, you know. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, but since Chris has come on board, you know, Drew has really given him the keys and, uh, you know, and he's really, uh, you know, taken over uh, and, and really helped grow Media Options into what it is today, uh, you know, under Drew's guidance and tutelage. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it. nobody in this space talks to more decision makers when it comes to domain names for end user use of domain names on both the buy side and the sell side than Chris. I mean, he is that guy um, and has, you know, responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars in domain sales um, and, uh, you know, and, and servicing companies that literally make up the top I mean, if Fortune 100, Fortune 500, Fortune 10, Fortune 5, I mean, literally. Fortune the- 1 million. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting because you say that it's like you know, one of my lines I use, not lines I use, but, you know, in talking, to, in talking to people, it's like, I talk to the best marketers in the world, you know, and the worst marketers, you know, and it's like, okay, what am I, right? As you're talking to them. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, we talk to, we talk to billionaires, we talk to millionaires, we talk to, you know, thousandaires. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's the great uh, thing about, gamut. well, and that's the great thing about our business and, and largely, you know, when it comes to what Chris does, and this is really the focus too, of what this show is going to be about. So like I said, we're looking to run this show once a month. Uh, this is really going to be Chris and James's show. Um, because you know, Chris deals with, and when we talk about off the market forever, Drew uses that all the time on social media. You know, when we talk about the idea of, you know, super premium domain names or just premium domain names in general, um, you know, our goal is really try to get those in the hands of their best case end user. Right. And, um, you know, which is more often than not, you know, it's really the, you know, the company, the brand that, you know, like, like really what it means is that they are the best sort of uh, entity, company, what have you, to utilize that particular domain name. And for certain domains, there might be a handful of, of folks that would qualify depending on the name and the brand and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, ultimately, you know, we work on behalf of folks that are both uh, selling domains to make sure that they, you know, get the right value for those names, especially as the value of domains and digital assets continue to to climb, even in this bear market. I mean, domains are still as valuable as ever. And, uh, you know, and then on the flip side, we also help companies all the time in their acquisition of domains uh, to be, to help them get their best case domain name. Because, yeah. you know, we really do believe that for, you know, the, 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 the continued evolution of the internet, really the key is in order to get the, these domains in the right hands. And, and that ends up benefiting folks on both the buy side, the sell side, and, uh, you know, and we are the best in the world at that. We've been recognized by escrow.com. Uh, you know, Drew has been sort of recognized by name in the escrow best broker awards, but really it's Drew, Chris. I mean, Drew and Chris probably could be spots one and two respectively for the past three years themselves. So, um, and we don't take that responsibility lightly. We don't say that lightly either. We're not just 
yes, we're, we're bragging, I guess, but it's, it's hard work that, that allows us to say that in the first place. And, um, anyway, so this show really, and, and with James, he's writing articles about these exact situations where, you know, folks that are upgrading their domain names, uh, where they are getting their, their, the key, you know, the number one, uh, option.com, uh, acquiring big time, super premium domains, seeing immediate, um, value in doing so. And, um, you know, and some of that activity that happens in the domain space. So, you know, since it's like really the perfect tandem with you guys, that's why I'm excited to kick this thing off and ultimately hand this over to you guys, either, you know, next episode, episode after I probably won't even be on here. Um, and we'll also look to be able to bring on some folks that can talk about, you know, these end users that have acquired these kinds of names and, you know, the thought process and the benefit and the value. And, uh, so, yeah, so when it all falls under that umbrella and the mantra of off the market forever, because it's like, once that name is gone. It is. Boom, uh, it's gone. gone. It's not coming back. You know, it's interesting because we have so many stories and there's, there's a uh, one domain we bought in the, in the low six, low seven figures. And we had an offer like almost the eight figures, you know, and you think, okay, that's pretty enticing. Right. And, and, but the company that bought, it's like, no, no, we're not selling it. That's part of our brand. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen that in the hundred thousand, 200,000, we've seen that in the 30,000 to the, let's say the hundred thousand. And yeah, I mean, when, when a company buys it and it's integrated in the brand, I mean, it immediately becomes, you know, part of their brand equity and it's priceless and they're just not going to sell it. Um, yep. But I, you know, I, I guess building on what you're saying, I mean, you know, James, you and I, man, we wouldn't want to do this for a while. Kicking around, I think it was like a year and a half ago. And, yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, life, a year ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, life just takes over. But, you know, it, it's really one of the, you know, off the market forever is, is the title. And, you know, when I came into this domain space, one of the first things I, like I started to go down was like, why do people buy? Right. I really wanted to understand that, you know um, you know, there was, there was like two tracks I could go down. I could go down the investor side of the business to understand like wholesale domain names and, and, you know, but on that side, but you know, what really intrigued me just from my background was like the end user side, like, okay, why do brands like, why do they buy? What are the strategy? Why do they pay what they pay? Like what's this natural evolution to a brand and a domain name and how does it, how does it, how does it come into it? Um, you know, I've developed a lot of frames since then, you know, frames just way to talk about domain names. Um, you know, one of those was the seven dimensions. And when I first came in, this is like six years ago, I think it was six years ago, maybe seven, maybe five. I don't know. Time flies but, when you're having fun though. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, let's, let's we enjoy what we do. It's the best. <laughs> There's, I told you it's the best job in the world. You know I mean? I'd love it, but you know, people you just, kind of have to say that one here anyway, don't you? <laughs> I mean, truly, truly, I, I couldn't be, I mean, I wake up energized because I, we really talked to the coolest people in the world. Uh, but, you know, it, everything was centered upon real estate. It was like, hey, domains are like real estate, you know? And then it was like this data and it was all this stuff that would put you to sleep if you heard it, right? If you're trying to sell domain name and you're like, you don't understand, like, this is property on Broadway, you know? And they're like, we don't care. Like, we're like one, you know, block off of Broadway. We got tons of business, you know? It didn't. It didn't have that same um, that same uh, emotional appeal to domains, right? And so I had to develop. You know, I when I developed the seven dimensions to, to how a domain impacts a brand. That's um, I talk about that a lot. I've got over nine hundred podcasts. Go to chrisager.com, Check that out. Over hundred videos um, on my YouTube channel, and you know, lots of blogs. Um, but you talk about the seven dimensions, like how, like why, how does a domain impact a brand? Uh, but really, James, excited to do this, do this and this, you know, today, really just kind of kicking it off, get it going, getting it, getting it moving. Um, I think it's going to, we're going to develop a good cadence once we get going, because that my, my vision for this show is just to look at 
you know, twofold, right? It's like why they, why, why companies buy with real examples from your blogs, which are great. And then on the flip side of that is kind of try to, to look at companies that uh, other companies, I think we might use NameBio and that bought domain name. And, um, you know, just once again, like, why did they buy? What the, what, what's the price? And, and I think this gives, it gives in, incentives to the end user. Okay. You know, these brands that are looking and trying to justify, okay, why, like, let me justify this domain. Not gives that social proof. Yeah. And, um, well, go ahead, Chris. I, you know, I, I think that brings up a really interesting point too. And, and we will get into the weeds on some of these specific deals, things that we can talk about specifically. And, you know, because I do think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you know, one of the largest hurdles that you're going to get when you're dealing with, like, especially when you're working on the acquisition side is, you know, for folks who need a particular domain, but how do you, you know, how do you give them the proper context of the value of those domains? Right. And, and each domain's a snowflake. I say, you know, we say that all the time, right? And, and you know, and, and some are, are more easily obtainable than others. But I think as as the digital sort of as the internet has evolved and digital assets in general, and, and I think, you know, folks that own premium domains, you know, understand that they're valuable, right? No one owns a, a one word.com anymore that doesn't at least have some sense, if nothing else, just based on the fact that their emails get they get pinged with offers all the time, right? They just come in unsolicited, offering them some amount of money for their domain name. So at least that gives them some anchoring around what their domain is worth. So, you know, people are not selling these for a thousand dollars, right? So, you know, I'd be interested to kind of hear, you know, how, you know, how, how do you try to establish that sort of baseline for folks to understand what it is going to cost them to get the name that they need? Right, right. So that's the first step, right? It's like, so my view on selling is worldview, self-view, roadmap, right? So the worldview, when you talk to someone, is like, you know, the first thing you say is, ah, domains aren't important. You know, we don't, we don't need it. You're like, you know, you're, you know, you're 100% unequivocally wrong. Domain names, you know, and Drew does a great job of this. It's like, no, you're an idiot, but I love you. You're an idiot, but, you know, and like, you know, you're like, ah, 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 what? What's going on here? You know, uh, this pull push, but like, you need to, you know, the worldview needs to be broken. Like what, you know, if the worldview is aligned, you'd buy the product, right? I mean, if your worldview is aligned with any, this is, has to do with any product that you're trying to sell or buy, um, worldview is the first one. Like, I need this, right? It's important. Um, you know, domain names are important. The seven dimensions are important, right? So that's that way of looking at this. And then from there, you go to self-view. And that's this, once again, James, where you're, which is very good because self-view is like, well, can I do it? So we talk to people and, and they know intuitively, it's like, yeah, I, I need this domain. I know it, but I don't, Chris, I don't know if I can use it, right? Now, they don't say that directly. I mean, kind of they do, but it's like, do they believe that they can build it, right? Are they at that point where they believe that they're all in on this brand and nothing's going to stand in their way? And I think, James, you're, you know, it'd be interesting as we go through your, your and I haven't officially done this, but I bet you some of the responses are like that. Like, like you know, it's like, hey, we just knew that we we're at that point where we needed this, right? We needed to grow. Yeah. We needed to scale. Yeah, absolutely. So on the Media Options website, there's a whole ton of on-the-record interviews where yeah. I chat to end users and so many of them really get to a point where they think, you know, just to expand to that next level, we need that that domain. And yeah. I think- So worldview is like, out, domains are important, you know, the ROI, JT, right? Self-view is like, we need this, we can do this, you know, it's that social proof that you get. And then roadmap is, can you make it easy to buy? I mean, you'd be surprised. Like you got buyers out there like, I want it, you know, we need it. And then they're like, how do we buy it? You know? And then like, 
you know, the buyer is like, I don't know, like dark somewhere. And, you know, you mean the seller. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, well, yeah, and there's no the roadmap, thing. baby, you know? <laughs> oh, well. and that's the thing too. I mean, and that's where, you know, not to make this a big, you know, this isn't all just trying to promote what we do and how we do it, but you know, I mean, <clears throat> cause there are a lot of other folks that are, that do, do the same thing as far as, you know, but identifying, you know, who in the right relationships with the right people and, you know, just to be able to get access and to be able to, you know, to, to do the, the, you know, the, the reconnaissance necessary to find out who and what, and because it's also not just about, Hey, we need to make contact at this company. It's like, you need to make sure that you're contacting the right people. And, yeah. you know, those mm -hmm. types of that Rolodex takes a long time to develop properly, especially across this space. And, uh, you know, and just to know how to, you know, flip over which rocks and all that good stuff. And then, <laughs> you know, because it's also it'd be interesting to talk about too, the, you know, the idea of, of, because you have these upgrades, right? Because that's another, uh, and that's another part of the blog series that we're doing on, on MediaOptions.com, which we're you know highlighting where folks upgrade their domain from like the .co or you know to a .com versus you know they're you know a company that has a product, an app, and they've gotten funded, or you know now we're you know and, and you know looking to go and you know they need to they're honing in on what their brand is going to be but their brand doesn't fully exist yet you know and uh so when we talk about like upgrades and we've got a couple of examples right um james what are some of the ones that you've come across recently that uh you know are notable or at least let's you know kind of dive but you, i mean one. you want to you want to just hit his um you want to just go through some of his things right now jt just i mean sure. he has yeah. Those three. yeah let's okay. do it i'll just make let me just make one more point though so we hit James's stuff, and then the second half to this is to look at like JT. Exactly what you just said is like to me, your domain equals your brand equals your brand equity, and the story of a domain sale is the story of the evolution of a company. Yeah, you know, I mean, it truly is. It's the story of a company growing up. A lot of times, they come up very quickly, but I think that can help investors out because if you don't understand this, you're going to walk away. You're going to pass in the best offer. You know, yeah, no, and, and I, th and I think you're absolutely right. And that's something too, where I think it's also important. And I know you bang this drum all the time, <clears throat> you know, it is, you know, our goal is to get it in the hands of the best case end user. Right. And, and, but timing matters. Right. And there are times where, you know, that best case end user could exist at one point in time. And if, you know, if you, you know, can't get a deal done, then, you know, or, you know, you have a seller who's stubborn, they're going to hold out. And it's one thing to say, okay, you know, the difference between, you know, a 10 X kind of multiple is one thing, but, you know, we've seen plenty of deals fall apart where then, you know, the, the buyer decides, Hey, we're going to go with a different, you know, we're going to shift to a different brand altogether, you know? So I think it's interesting, you know, or they do a rebrand and uh, you know, which, you know, and then, so it's, it's like, you have to be able to create kind of the right balance between, you know, benefit to you know making sure sellers get what they want to get for the domain and making sure the buyers can, you know, pay what they need to pay, but also that they get the domain because it's like if you can't marry the two things together in this really funky kind of interesting ecosystem, you know, then that doesn't yeah. fit and then it falls apart. And then, you know, you've got people who've passed on, you know, huge sums of money thinking like, oh, well, this is going to happen. That's going to, especially when you're dealing with again, particular companies that are moving through a certain part of their life cycle, or if you're dealing with domains that are in a certain, um, you know, certain, uh, like a certain vertical, right? Like we're seeing it now where, you know, a lot of meta domains, through, meta domains know, is great, you know? Yeah. Well, like that whole thing is cooled off a ton. Right. I mean, and, and we expected it was going to, I mean, because it exploded and, and it blew up so fast. Right. And it's all great. You know, selling everyone selling their, you know, meta domains for all this money and this and that and every extension and things. And then it's like, 
you know, but then, uh, you know, we were, we run into a bear market and, you know, then, yeah. you know, a lot of the, the flashy things, you know, become, you know, less you know, important and, uh, you know, people pivot to other stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, you had a, you know, domains that were, you were getting huge offers. You were turning them down because you thought, no, they're just going to keep going up, 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 up. And now those opportunities are gone and they may never come back. So it's like, you're trying to educate <laughs> yeah. and work that balance on yeah. both sides. It's an interesting, yep. you know, it's a, it's an interesting balance and dynamic that you got to deal with on every deal. Um, yep. so, so yeah. Boom. There you go. That's what this, that's what this is going to be about. Off yeah, the market. Off the, Cause once it's, it's gonna, off the market forever, gonna it's going to take it market. all. Yeah. It's going to be some good stuff. So, yeah. uh, I think we hit Tanner James when hit one of your articles and kind of go through it. And yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I think it's worth also saying, though, that this is both for end users and investors. I think there's a lot of um, tips and tricks that investors can pick up through through this series about. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, no, 100 percent about what about what this matters and why it's beneficial to, you know, our audience, which is a combination of, of end user folks and folks that are, you know, just, you know, have other businesses that are not domain businesses, a lot of mm. tech folks, you know what I mean? And um you know, VCs and PE folks too, as you know, as well, that kind of make up our audience because that's a big chunk of who we do a lot of business with. Um, but, you know, the domain investors as well, because as they're going and selecting names and then figuring out how to best, you know, work through the process of getting the names in front of the right people to be able to get those deals done, to extract the most value. Because a lot of times that is also the case. I mean, the people who are the best use case for the domain are likely the folks that are that is going to be the most valuable for right so they're going to be the ones that are going to be willing to cut that check um that will could really you know be real you know make a real difference for somebody's bottom line um, but that's also why it's important that when you have that opportunity and you've got that dialogue and it's there and you've got the chance to get something done you know don't take a bird in the hand and yeah. just you know and, and let it fly away right um, so yeah, no, so I think that's where, and, and for us, it's like, when we look at our domain Sherpa audience, I mean, this, this is a perfect show to expand some of what we've done with the network. We do our rabbit hole shows, which, you know, kind of dive into some of the things like the NFTs and the web three stuff, because, you know, we've got digital assets, you know, as a broad, broad, uh, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, market that, you know, covers not just domain names. So, you know, and as those things continue to evolve and do pretty cool, you know, interesting things is, you know, we want every, and we're into that as well. We want people to, you know, sort of be able to, to get some of that insight as well. And, uh, but this show is, I think, perfectly suited for, you know, the domain Sherpa audience, especially the domain maxis. This is literally, you know, <laughs> this is insight that you're just not going to get, you know, otherwise. And, uh, so yeah, so I'm just excited to be a part of it and happy to be able to bring this to everybody. So with that said, man, like, uh, with that is kind of one of my things, like uh Siger will tell me, he's like, man, if you, if you took a shot every time JT says with that on domain <laughs> Sherpa, you'd be crawling home. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, let's start with one of the more recent articles and let's talk about it. Let's, uh, you know, let's dig in. So yeah, the first one that I want to get to is on my blog, jamesnames.com. And it's a post that I wrote today as of recording. Mm -hmm. And it's about electra.com, E-L-E-C-T-R-A.com. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so obviously it's a fantastic name. And that's what's also great about this is we'll really get to focus on a lot of, like, you know, really cool, like, super type premium domain names that, mm. you know, are so unique and, uh, you know, and really, you know, some of the best of the best. Um, so, yeah, so electra.com, uh, it. it was previously owned by universal right is that the uh so they yeah so before that it was owned by general electric not sure why it changed to universal <laughs> yeah. studios but 
Yeah, changed hands. Well, no, because of uh, probably Electra, the uh, comic book character, you know? So, because Universal, uh, okay. uh, they had the deal with Marvel Studios. And, um, you know, to do, uh, that's why if you go to Universal Studios, like the, the theme parks, you've got the Spider-Man rides and, uh, you know, Dr. Doom's <laughs> Fearful. I take my kids to the theme parks, obviously. <laughs> Actually, you know, so, and uh, shout out to Andrew Miller, because I think this was one of, if this wasn't one of his, I know he helped Universal.com acquire, or I'm sorry, he helped Universal acquire Universal.com in that deal with James Booth. And um, we actually did a Domain Sherpa where I recorded the show live from Universal Studios Orlando. Um, you know, played all into it. And, uh, you know, we got to do the parks for a couple of days. But uh, anyway, yeah. Like, but I can expense this out, baby. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Drew was <laughs> like, nah, dream. dog. Yeah. He was like, nah. A marketing like, meeting. I'm like, come on, um, man. I'm like, you know, he's like, wait, churros inside Universal, the park, you know, don't qualify. Um, but, um, I, well, but what was I saying? So, but yeah, so, uh, but real quick. Uh, yeah, Electro is one of the uh, comic book, uh, part of the Daredevil Marvel universe. And uh, so that was Universal's deal before Disney bought Marvel. So, um, which also probably explains why they were willing to get rid of it after a certain period of time, because mm -hmm. then they no longer had the need. They no longer were the, you know, the best use case, you know, sort of end user for the domain. So who bought it? Do we know like what details around that? So there aren't a huge amount of details out there about who bought it. Um, what I do know is that the company that did buy it um, acquired Electra.co in mm. April 2022 for $50,000. Um, so, yeah, this is a very quick upgrade for them, really quick. Yeah, that's uh, and, awesome. I, and, and it's interesting because, I mean, I mean, that's what we see. I mean, like, okay, there's not – James, I, I think your articles on Media Options might have a little bit more insight, right, because the owner – I was actually just in the interim here reading the Wealth.com one. Maybe we hit that mm. one when we're done because I think there's a, a couple of good points – you know, in this one, there's not much, we don't, you know, we know that they upgraded from like, let's go. I'm just looking at it here. They upgraded from, um, help me out here, James. What, what were they before that? They were, well, they had all the cash, electra.com. Yeah, electra.com to electra.com. Yeah, yeah. So go to, uh, um, okay. Um, okay, that's actually a different company. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which which is kind of the point, right? So I mean, they they went through this upgrade where they they you know, and that's what we see a lot of times. Companies they come to say, "Hey, Chris, let's look at this one, but let's also look at these other variations, right?" I mean, in my mind, a company, you know, from a from a a company standpoint, you need to own all the variations you can, right? The .co, the .ai, the .xyz, because you want to own the global positioning. You don't want another company out there, another brand, another trade, there's forbidden trademark classes, right? You don't want them to own that. And so smart for them to, you know, not hit the .co, then hit the .com, and to try to get as many as possible. Now, from an investor standpoint, I think Drew's talked about this and other you know, people have talked about it, like, you're kind of better off selling some of them, right? You know, letting the .xyz go, you know, the .io, you know, if you have if you have that portfolio, that way you allow the ecosystem to build and then, you know, to... Um, yeah, that's account. a really great point too. If mm -hmm. you're if you've got a handful of them, right? Like, let's say you're somebody who has Electra dot and a, and a bunch of the a different TLDs, saying like you know, and you, and you don't have your dot com buyer right away, which is obviously your big buyer. Um, but you can sell the XYZ, right? It's like then you know, and it's to a company that has some real potential. You know, maybe they're possibly going to get funded or they're somewhere in their, you know, sort of in their funding phase somewhere in their, in their life cycle. And, uh, 
you know, it is, that's a really great point. You know, you're planting the seed, yeah. you know, to where it's like, and then if they're successful on that domain, then it's like, they're naturally going to come back to you for the dot com if you have it. Right. Um, and mm. I think that's really a, a really kind of cool, interesting point um, or, because, okay. Well, you mean, or it's the other way around, right? So let's say they take the dot com down. Now, you know, other companies, I mean, there's stories, right? I mean, we were looking at name, name bio, like, you know, lucky.io, right? I mean, there's all these other ancillary brands that are out there, mint.io, right? That other companies then can say, I like the, that word. I'm not going to get that, but what else can I get, right? So it's almost like it's for investors, it's, it's the, just dual life. Um, you know, the dot-com then creates credibility and win behind that. And then people are like, oh, that's cool, you know? And then, you know, knowing they're never going to own the gold positioning, right? They're never going to, they're never going to be the alpha, but, you know, they're okay with being the beta, right? They get these other ones. Um, yeah. and, I think the uh, pitching, the, having the dot-com off the market forever has the ability to make the other TLDs more valuable because if they can brand around like a .io or a .xyz and just be that bit different... Yeah. I think that it can create some value for a domain investor that holds that. They can probably ask a higher price, especially if it's a, you know, if it's a really popular keyword, for example. Mm -hmm. Yep, I would you know, agree. I, I, I agree with, yeah, yes. I mean, it, it also makes it more valuable. But, you know, in my negotiations, I've never seen it where, like, you know, you, you have the, the .net, the .org, and they're like, yeah, let me pay you, you know, X percent more for these other domains. I mean, it's usually they want one. They go in, they get that one. Um, so, you know, in this case with the Electris, like I, I can see that. I mean, when you look at LinkedIn, there's a lot of there's several different companies with that, that brand in it. So, I mean, it, it's a popular brand. Um, and, you know, for them to take it down, I think it was pretty, was pretty important to take, you know, both those down. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the .co. No, but I think they're, you know, I'm a, you know, and this is probably something where if we could get additional insight, it'd be great. But um you know, maybe we will as it gets a little clearer as to who's who and what's what with it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, look, if the idea was, and I would agree, I'm not a huge .co fan. Um, it's too close to, you know, I feel like a dot, I actually like .io better than .co um, mm. because there's enough variation there where at least it's not, it's too, co is too close to com, you know, and because of that, I think it's like if you're, if you're operating your business on a .co and there's somebody else who has the .com, just think about the amount of email leakage and just the amount huge, of like, huge, yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. you have to like, I mean, and we see it all the time. I mean, Drew talks about it. We see it with a lot of the domains that we own, um, you know, so with certain big, big names we have, we get, I mean, crazy emails from all the like, you know, sub TLDs, you know, and uh, Rick Schwartz talks about this all the time, you know? And uh, so, you know, com is definitely king, but I do think that, you know, we've seen some extensions, especially in some spaces like web three, you know, where there's been so much activity so quickly, um, where you've seen companies have some success, you know, using like a .io, a .xyz, um, you know, .ai perhaps. And uh, and I think those are at least different enough from the .com. I think .co has too much, too much overlap. We, we actually don't really, even on Sherpa, we rarely talk about .co's. Um, but I do think it was key for them to grab it if the plan was always to get the .com, kind of to Chris's point. It's like then that way you don't have somebody else that's kind of biting at your ankles, well, like you know, with the James. What were they? Friend. What were they before that again? Do we know what they were before? I'd say I think it, it might be a new company. Okay, I can't find anything else beyond. Um, okay, yeah, I couldn't find. So I'm it thinking on. it's a new company. Yeah, so, so I'm you know, whether 
Yeah, so we'll move on to another one, but putting a pin in this one, it'll be interesting. And like I said, I mean, do we know if, because um, this was part of that universal portfolio, do we know if Miller was, was he involved in this deal? Was that something? Yeah, that... yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. So it was Miller and Loomis. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we've got, um, you know, Miller will be on Sherpa, like our Sherpa review in a week. Maybe we can hassle him a little bit, see how much he can disclose by way of like the company. But if nothing else, you know, this would be the kind of thing where as this show evolves too, like, you know, we'll track some of these, you know, as we mm. see these things happen without seeing who the company is. And then once the name starts getting put to use, it's like, we'll have an opportunity to, um, you know, to, to talk about it more also yeah. too, for deals that we do, um, you know, we'll have the ability to, you know, to, to the extent we can share, I mean, we can't usually can't share a whole lot of info, but you know, we can get some of these founders on the show as well to talk about, you know, the thought process and answer some of these questions from that standpoint, which I think will be super helpful for, you know, the domain sellers and the domain investors to get inside the heads of the folks that they're ultimately trying to, these are literally the unicorns, the white elephants or whatever you call them. Like, you know, the, the, you know, that when we talk about people selling, you know, I used to run Namejet for years. And, you know, it was always like, oh, but every, you know, selling on, you know, domain investor centric platforms is cool, but the, the end users are literally the, you know, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So, well, it's why do we buy? Why do they buy? What's the point? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, um, you know, that's, that's just where I start out with James, you want to hit wealth.com or, or what else? Hit one more and then hit a name bio, then call it a, call it a show. Are you going to keep it, yeah. keep it short for the folks today? So, well, hey, before we jump, so we're going to talk about wealth.com in a second. But right before we get to that, let's really quick jump to a commercial. Uh, and then we'll be right back here on Off the Market Forever on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. We'll see you guys in a second. Oh. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. We're here on Off the Market Forever with Chris Zyker, James Isles. We were uh, just uh, talking a little bit about Electra.com, so we're going to keep it moving. Uh, I think Wealth.com was the next one we were going to touch on, right? What's the uh, so what, what's the story with that one? So, just first of all, Wealth.com. What a phenomenal name! <laughs> yeah, right. If you wait in that name, that is that is eight figures probably. Yeah, just that's... an insane name. Um, but yeah, so on the Media Options blog, I did a an interview with the co-founder of Wealth. Um, it's a new company that is taking the the estate planning industry into another direction by taking things digital, um, adding in facilities for new assets like NFTs. You can put domain names on there. You can put all sorts of brand new digital assets on mm -hmm. there. Um, and some really, really cool tech behind it. But the interesting thing is that they went out and they bought wealth.com about a year before they launched, maybe oh. just over a year before they launched. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, and, and look, I think that's, uh, you know, it's so, so cool watching how some of these different sort of legacy areas, you know, are getting disrupted and, 
you know, a platform like this, you know, where you talk about estate planning, where you can track all of the different assets and all that stuff. I mean, as an attorney who's done a little bit of family law, but not a ton, but I've done a handful of wills and things for, you know, family and friends. And it's a pain in the neck, you know what I mean? Like having to have people catalog all their stuff. I mean, we do the same, you know, with our own, you know, just assets and things. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, and, and, and having, unfortunately, you know, on, on, on the sad side, I mean, I had to, be, I was the executor for my mom's estate, which when she passed, which, you know, it wasn't a lot there to deal with, but it's still a big old process, you know what I mean? And I think that the more that, you know, the, the better tools that we have, and these are the things that, you know, even when we talk about things like NFTs and, you know, for property transfers and not even NFTs, but more like the blockchain as a way to, you know, deal with real estate. And when, you know, those, you know, the digital records start to tighten up better and better use of things like blockchain technology and stuff. So, um, yeah, so I, I love this as a business and, and yeah, so I saw that you had the conversation. Did any, any, uh, you know, when you, so when you spoke to, uh, Ray, right. Um, did he have any insight as to so they acquired the name and then sat on it for a year? Like what was the what was the deal there? Any insight on that? So Ray had sold his company. He was his company was called Emailage before, so a different space. But okay. he sold his company and it was locked down, and he was looking for a new challenge, um, and ended up acquiring Wealth.com because of a person that just to develop a project for a personal need, basically of how to plan his estate. Mm -hmm. And so from there, he just built out, got the software together, got developers in, got, um, just got a whole, the whole team in to help him out with this. And they just went from there and they've, yeah, they launched not too long ago and it seems like they're doing really well so far. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think one of the comments from the article that stands out to me that I think is, and we've heard this a lot is that, you know, they, when he went through his fundraising, um, that having the domain wealth.com was something that let people know that he was legitimate, you know, mm. and, uh, you know, and he, he acquired it. He didn't disclose the price, but he said it wasn't cheap. And, uh, you know, the, um, you know, but the seller knew the value and this was the guy, right. Who had the means and the idea and, you know, and, uh, but it was, yes. um, you know, can we, let, let, is, let's read that quote because that's um, that's a good one, you know. Um, I mean, I think that section where it says, uh, this, so this is on the Media Options blog. And GT, I don't know if we can put this in the notes on this. Yeah, this I was actually going to say, for, so the way this will work too is we'll highlight all the names we talk about. We'll highlight them in the description of the, the episode. Um, and then we'll have links in there to the articles themselves. So to the extent that these that anything we talk about is based off of a James article, whether it's on you know media options or otherwise, we'll put the links in the so so go to the so for those of you who are listening to this, because uh, you know, more folks actually listen to the to the episodes than actually watch the episodes. Um, but go to the the domainsherpa.com site and uh, for the particular podcast episode, and you can get links to all of the articles for the domains that we're going to mention to the extent that there's an article involved. So, so um, I, I want to hit a couple of things, James, and get your input on this. Um, hmm. and, and, and I want to re actually read that JT, cause that's, so it's the section. What is the, what is the, when the reaction to your wealth.com domain, he said, there are people that say we, uh, that we hired who say, wow, these guys are the real are for real because they already have the domain. I can't believe it. Right. Um, like literally they say, I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. It says, for example, for people from uh, Golden Sachs, the domain itself told them, okay, these guys are real. The domain made a difference. Right. So yeah. this like the self, like, right. The self view, like, wow, you can do it. 
Now, um, I, I don't did I don't know did he did he give you? Um, is there any info about what he sold his past business for, or who he sold it to, or or? Yeah, I just I was hoping you would ask me that because <laughs> I'll actually remember it was called it was emailage and it was sold to Lexus Nexus. Is that okay. how you say it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, it, I think the the price might be out there, but I'm not sure. I okay, tell so you so probably for a pretty sizable amount. So you know, when, when I look at the different buyer types, I, I, there's five, right? So there's there's um, and these are like who buys domains. So there's the the hobbyist, the small solo entrepreneur, the national legacy, the viable scalable, and then there's the high rev entrepreneur slash um, Fortune 500. And so mm-hmm. I would classify. Um, and what was the gentleman's name again? Ray. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would classify Ray as that that high rev like high rev entrepreneur, right? I mean, he bought it. Yeah. He, he ran a business. He sold it. He gets it right. Um, it seems like he was an email, you know. And so he's he's got some money to to, um, to invest in. Um, you know, he's kind of that buyable and scalable. And so these five buyer types, as you move up, is what you pay, right? So the hobbyists will pay two to five thousand. It's a GoDaddy, right? They're drinking beer at night. Listen, man, you missed that second beer. They moved on from your domain. You have to have that buy it now price. Um, and you move up to the, that high rev entrepreneur, they'll spend 350 upwards of a million, right? I'm telling you, you know, this domain costs seven figures. Um, yeah. <laughs> pretty confident. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd probably seven- say more, to be honest. What's that? I'd go, I'd go into eight figures for this, this name. Yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I and, and that's funny, well, you know, because we do this in the domain game. We talk about, you know, buy and sell prices and everybody guesses and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's probably, I mean, look, he says in the article that, um, you know, the price the seller had put on the name, the guy was pretty set. It doesn't sound like there was a lot of negotiation. So my yeah. guess is, is that, you know, uh, and, you know, whether it's, you know, Drew and other folks in and around the space who've inquired over wealth about wealth.com over the years, People probably know, you know, generally where what this was. We could probably find yeah. that out as well. I mean, and, so um, I. I, you, I started you know, shaking my head, JT. Like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> listen, okay. most of the domains okay. that James uh, writes on, I've, I've, you know, probably eighty-five percent of my touched. I've, I've not, you know, um, there's some kind of interaction there. Yeah, but okay, I mean, my, my, <laughs> you know, my, and and James will be interesting because now I think this is going to help you with your interviews too, right? As we start talking, or you might start changing your questions up because um yeah you know it's like uh oh is chris uh, chris you saying that he's not asking good questions man you call no no what, what i'm saying is <laughs> I'm, that I'm kidding, I'm, kidding, man, I'm kidding what i'm saying is that maybe you go a little deeper right so it's this oh, journey yeah, yeah. right so you had this individual and that's what i like to talk about with domain names it's like it's a journey right when you look at this you know so often like oh you know they bought this great domain right and we focus on that but not the journey of the entrepreneur the journey of the business the mm. the like yeah. where were they at why did they buy it right um, and why was it important? So for this instance, I mean, he bought it pre-launch, right? So he had it. And so, you know, he was able to, to look legitimate from day one, you know, sure. Yeah, no. And this, and look, Ray, and it's Ray Carvalho, 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 I'm sorry, Ray Carvalho. And, yeah. uh, and this goes to the point too, as we, as this show continues, we'll start bringing on some of these founders as well. So we'll really mm-hmm. be able to hear it from them, um, which will be really, really insightful and interesting. But, um, but this guy's the real deal, man. I mean, like when you read like the rest of the article and it, you talk about how he uh, invested in a company called uh, Speedbird, <laughs> which is like a drone business, right? And they were using, you know, speedbird.aero, A-E-R-O, right, as their domain. And, you know, he said like, you know, he invested in it and immediately had them change the name or gave them the name speedbird.com, right? So, you know, um, 
you know, so he said, so instead of giving them champagne because we closed the deal, <laughs> I gave him the domain name. I mean, this guy is literally the dude, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like he's like, he gets it and understands it, which is why it's like, and obviously we're rooting for, and I think, you know, uh, it'd be great to see how wealth, you know, kind of how it, it, along in its journey. And I mean, I, you know, you couldn't have a better sort of kickoff to the, you know, to the story. There's obviously a lot that go, that goes into it, but you know, as far as like the foundational piece for them kicking off their business, like it couldn't be better. I mean, I even remember Jason Kalkanis talking about investing in, um, you know, one in the big Silicon Valley guy who uh, invested, I forget what company he said he invested in, but literally just because they had like the one word premium.com domain name, you know, he was like, so I think that was calm. Calm. It was, it was calm. Health app, yeah. Yes, it was absolutely. It was calm. See? Yeah. And uh, so that's another one where they got the domain really early on um, yeah. and it paid dividends for them. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, to me, ahead. it's like, you know, it's that confusion, right? It's like, oh, they got this great domain, but what it is, it, it, it encapsulates the belief of a founder in what they're building. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's like the domain is there, your premium, right? Um, you know, it, it shows you're going to own the gold positioning. It shows you understand the seven dimensions, right? Branding, marketing. It, uh, so the seven dimensions are, are gold positioning, industry positioning, branding, marketing, SEO, um, and your ability to scale. And hopefully that's seven. Hopefully that's at seven there, right? Uh, so it, what it does is it shows that you understand this, right? Mm -hmm. And when you get someone in there with this, like this dash and all these other things, it shows that you don't understand the fundamentals of marketing. You don't understand of communication of trust, right? Of this brand equity. And that's, now there's the times you can't own that, but, but that, that's what I would say, GT, like just kind of piggyback on that point is like when a, when a founder comes in there and it was actually one of his lines in this, um, when he said, uh, so when I told people that we have wealth.com, people were like, man, that this is craziest thing ever because it gave them a sense of the size of the idea behind the name. It's an amazing branding point. Yeah. That's um, a, you know, and I, that's an I awesome believe. like quote, man. Cause it really, it gave people the, what the sense of the size of the idea. You know what I'm saying? It's like, think about that. Like you could not have said it any better. I mean, it's really, it's, it's, you know, when you're talking about a domain like that, like you said, wealth.com is one of those top like hundred names, right? Top thousand, whatever it might be. I mean, there's a lot of words in the dictionary, but you know, it's as good as it gets. And when, you know, and it, it, it really, you know, gave them a sense of the size of the idea and it, it's truly, and, and I love the idea. I mean, when you look at the platform and you look at the site, I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, how you know i'm sure that there's been things you know that there are tools and whatnot for this kind of thing but to make it truly easy to talk about hey like you know when something happens like where how you know like the idea of the platform for managing the estate you know the execution of the estate like you know on you know at the time when you have to do that because that's another thing when you're dealing with that situation you know it's emotional it sucks it's fucking terrible right so it's like mm -hmm. and it's a responsibility and you don't want to get it wrong and you want to make sure and then and it's emotional across the board and who's you know and there's just all these different pieces to it and if it makes that part easy gives people peace of mind in the meantime and then allows for a much easier process when you get to probate for like all that for the estate you know i think the idea is a fantastic one and i think the domain is perfect and it's like Boom. And I love that. And I love that quote, man. So, um, you know, it gave them a sense of the size of the idea behind the name. Amazing branding point. And he even says, I believe in domain name. So he's like, literally like one of the, like, he's like, you're perfect. Like, it's like we created him in a lab, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. for spreading right. the gospel.
Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we got time for probably you guys want to try and, and talk about two more, one more. What um, I know we want to talk about firework. Do we have any other? Do we want to talk about any others in the meantime? Or we want to dive into that one and talk about that for a couple of minutes and then uh, sign off. What do you, Chris, what are you thinking? Um, I'll go to you, James. You know, I wanted, I do want to hit uh, rocket reach on the name okay. bio, right? The second kind of the second segment to this, but you know, I, I think this wealth dot the wealth, you know, if you have not read this wealth.com interview, go to media options, click the link below and read this article. Okay. Because, you know, you know, especially if you're, uh, you know, it, if you're a domain investor, like you're going to understand a little bit more, um, you know, the thinking that goes behind this, right. The thinking that goes behind this is going to help you when you go to sell your domain, it's going to help you to understand, you know, I did a post this last week on like, don't confuse interest with desire. Right. And so, so often like, you know, demand investors like, Oh, I've got, you know, they're, in, you know, like there's a strong desire and it's like, no, they're just interested. Right. Versus desire. Um, you know, obviously he had desire behind this wealth.com. I was like, I'm going to build this. It's great. Right. But there's some domains out there that you might get, you know, there might be, you know, depending upon the price that it's like, listen, they'll, they'll never be strong desire. <laughs> You're only getting interest, baby, you know? Um, well, and that's the thing. And I think it's a key piece to sort of understand too, when you look at the names that you have, you know, certain names, like a name, like a wealth.com, it's like a super premium, right? Um, you know, six letter.com, one word, huge, I mean, potential, right? You know, that's a name. It's like, you can pull a Rick Schwartz and hang on to that name until the right buyer comes along. As long as like, if you want to get a hundred million dollars for that name, you know, you might be, you might be waiting. It might be your kids or your grandkids that are ultimately going to be the ones that might finally get that payday, if ever, right? Right. Um, but you at least know that, hey, holding out for, you know, an eight-figure sale for that domain is not completely out of the question, right? Mm. Um, you know, whereas for a name that might be a two-word.com or something a little bit more obscure or something a little less like, you know, a little bit more targeted, something that might have a negative connotation, you know what I mean? Those the are the names or something, you know, it's like, yeah. Um, or even something that even like, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, um, you know, death tax.com or something, you know, like a name, like, I, you know, I'm just trying to think of something negatively connotated in that same sort of sphere, mm. but you know, it's like, you know, it might be a good name, but it's like, you get a, you know, you know, several, you know, tens of thousands of dollar offer on a name that, you know, it's like, if you're holding out for a million bucks, you're never going to get it, you know, or it's like yeah. the chances of it's like, you know, if, if you want to carry the carrying costs forever, fine, you know, they're not that expensive. Um, but it's like, you know, you have to root it in some sort of sense of realism. And, you know, and we try to do that with our clients and, and help them understand too, like, Hey, you know, this is, it, and a lot of it's also based on timing. You know, if you want to sell something quickly, you're likely going to get less for it than if you're, you know, able to sit on it and be patient for a long, long time. Um, yeah, you know, but yeah. there's, you know, but then at the same time too, if you just play, you know, and just sit back forever, then you're also, then you're waiting for someone to come find you as opposed to being able to actively go out there and, you know, you know, assess the market, figure out who the targets would be, you know, make the proper contact, establish the right, proper right. frame and all that kind of stuff. Well, and, and, well, so. and I think the, like James, Bunsky, I mean, like I've always been a fan of James, like since I started his articles, it's like, these are great articles to forward and use in your emails, right? Investor, like, you know, you can use this, you know. Um, you know, when we, this next segment here, we're gonna talk about other domains that aren't as like high, you know, cause not everyone has a one word domain, right? A two word domain, but there's other examples in there as far as why they're important. And so I think some of these videos we do as we go, get going in this process here of, of the market, I mean, these can be great videos to forward and say, hey, check this video out. You know, this is, this is why you need it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, James, any, anything else before we move on to uh, maybe we hit one of those other ones or we move? 
I was just going to say on wealth.com, just bookmark that interview. So I think that interviews like that are so good, even for lower end domain names. If you're, you're trying to sell a name in the you know, five figure range, four figure range, I think that hearing from an end user like that is such a valuable resource. Mm -hmm. And it sometimes works a lot better than if you just you know, write five paragraphs worth of content yeah no, i think that's a good point you know i mean these are these are tools look we do this because we try you know we want to educate i mean when drew acquired mm -hmm. domain sherpa from Siger, you know six years ago whatever it was it's like you know this the idea was to to continue to drive the you know education across the space and you know these these tools these episodes and these blogs and the things that we're doing it's like you know like you said use these to help you know make your case because this is these real world examples are go you know could help you know, give the proper context to your client, your buyer, whoever you're dealing, negotiating with or whatever, when, you know, and for like this one, for example, is to, you know, give people a, um, you know, to, to level set around the, the, the real, you know, the true value of a domain name, you know, and why it matters. And yeah. You know, so, that, that, no, I okay. Good. I just, I, I, I have to hit two more things here, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey man, we're, we got, we got as much time as we got, man. It's all good. Okay. Man. After I fix my mind. <laughs> You guys hear me? My mic just like the yeah, cord no, dropped out. It's like uh, I'm the guy talking with nothing. <laughs> um, but like, seriously, this is a great article. I just, um, you know, I mean, we could hit it so many different ways. But right in the beginning, it said, is the domain important when it comes to people trusting your brand? He said, one of the main reasons I wanted the domain is because of the trust factor. But I knew it was just the beginning. There are a bunch of things, um, you know, so he, you know, he said trust, right? I mean, one of the main reasons is trust. It brings trust. Immediately you hear it. It's like. Boom, trust, right? Your domain equals your brand equals your brand equity. And I've often said, like, there's an eighth dimension to the seven dimensions, right? This overarching thing, which is trust, which in trust leads to conversion, it leads to profit, it leads to loyalty, it leads to customer, long-term customers. Yeah, and I think Chris, especially oh, go, ahead. go ahead, James. I was gonna say, especially in estate planning, if you if you're gonna trust all your financial information with a company, are you gonna trust deathtax.com? You know, or <laughs> yeah. wealth.com which which one are you going to go with yeah i think that's an absolutely well, great point too you I mean, remember you, your yeah. your dave.com interview james because i I've mm. actually i put that in my blogs like that's exactly what he said too right so using financial planning he said you know try dave just didn't bring trust right dave.com mm. instilled trust um the second part to this uh this is super important he said the, the other thing the name uh about the name is that it's generic enough that we can go in different areas. We can do a bunch of things and we don't need to change the domain name. And that's super important. Um, you know, I, I give the example of Zen Payroll. Zen Payroll was like, you know, they did payroll, right? And then, you know, as any company, you know, it, like the, once again, like domains are companies and companies need to scale. If you don't scale, you die. Um, you know, they were scaling and they said, well, they got the point where it's like, hey, we're more than payroll, right? So they, they came in with their niche, which was great. Boom. But then, you know, but, you know, that's how most companies get started. They like just niche off something. Then they scaled and they realized at ah, Zen Payroll, you know, it boxes us in. So they, they rebranded the Gusto, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, uh, and, and so, like, just if you're a company, like, do it in the beginning, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, don't yeah, wait. I, like, don't... I agree. I mean, I think that, look, to the extent you can afford it, it's almost like, you know, there, there's certain things where it's like, if you can afford it, get the best of, that you can possibly afford, right? Because, you know, if you're nickel and diming, plus, I mean, look, we can get, and we don't necessarily have to get into it particularly in this show, but just the amount of marketing value that you get from a killer, you know, dot com. I mean, the amount of marketing dollars that you can save by not having to establish like 
oh, hey, you know, here's what we are. And like, you know, having to, you know, if the domain helps to tell that story and, and conveys a lot of the same thing about trust yeah. and awareness, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. you know, you're saving all sorts of money. And, uh, you know, because I think also when you look at different phases of, you know, the company's life cycle, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of companies will start on the best name they can afford. And then as they become successful, then or as their needs change, and I think so you deal with a couple of different sort of, you know, some of it is timing, right, is, you know, and funding, I know, you know, James, we were talking about this, and this is one of the, the things that, you know, on, on one of the blogs about, um, you know, how many times you see domain upgrades or domain purchases happen around funding, right, Series A, mm -hmm. right prior to, right after, you know, those kinds of things. I mean, one of the examples we we're going to talk about, and might as well just dive into it right now, you know, is firework.com is a company that, you know, raised $150 million and then upgraded from firework.tv to firework.com. And uh, this is actually an article that you wrote on Domain Name Wire. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, so we'll put the link here. Shout out to Andrew Alleman. Um, you know, the other Andrew, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, this one was actually one of ours. We, we, we assisted in this deal. We can't disclose any additional info, but, um, you know, but it is one of those where it was, you know, obviously super happy to help. And, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where this is like a perfect example. They raised money. They knew they needed to, you know, do the upgrade. They were able to make that happen through, you know, the help of us and, and all that. And, you know, and the folks that funded and funded them. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's badass, right? It's like, you know, now they're, you know, now they're literally where they're going to stay. And, uh, you know, and I think it's in part of it is that, you know, this funding round, I think was, you know, helped kind of get them over the hump on being able to cut the check that they needed to in order to be able to do the upgrade. But, you know, so, and, and people are going to approach their business at different points in their life cycle with different means. And uh, so, look, you can, you know, get what you can afford. It's like you can't overextend if you can't afford a, you know, uh, you know, six, seven, eight figure domain, then you just can't do it. But, you know, at some point you're, you know, you almost have to think through kind of into Chris's point, you know, you also want to be careful not to pigeonhole yourself, not just an extension, but, you know, you talk about the Zen payroll example and like they, you know, were pigeonholed their business they had a .com, but then their business sort of model was pigeonholed by their name. And, you know, and it's like, well, you know, if people could figure it out or they know we do more than payroll, it's like, yeah, but it's, it's all in the name. I mean, and people have short attention spans and you give people too much credit to think they have access to more information than you realize that they do, or that they're willing to do more research than you're willing, than they're willing to do. And it could be as simple as, well, if they just go on our site and read and go to this page, it's like, you may never even get that that level of, you know, so instead now you're going to be spending marketing dollars to try to educate your customers, probably customers you already have, let alone customers you want to go get with this idea that you do more than what your name says you do, you know? So, um, you know, so I think it's an interesting thing. I think when you think strategically around, you know, starting a business, developing a, a you know, a site, developing a business plan and, and executing on it. Um, you know, the right name and, and to give yourself enough, enough runway and, you know, whether it's the, well, idea, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I often say, I'm sorry, James, you got anything? Cause I'm talking a lot. You want to add anything? That's all right. I was, was going to say that firework.tv was the domain name that firework started on. And I think that is a perfect example of how it can pitch in holy with an extension because branding on firework.tv just shows immediately okay so you're you're doing something with video i don't know what you're doing with video but you're doing something with it yeah. and just having firework.com just allows them the space to branch out into something else they can pivot 
they can do whatever they want to now. And I think that's just owning firework.com is going to allow them to easily do that without, without wasting those marketing dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And they're a really interesting business, you know, and, and again, the link to this article will also be, you know, below in the notes of the podcast. So definitely check this out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. They do like a live, almost like a QVC style, like uh, they call it live commerce, you know? It, it's really popular in China. Apparently yeah, yeah. it's been going for, for years in China, this live commerce with celebrities running these or executives or yeah. whoever else running these events. And it's responsible for billions of dollars of sales. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's coming over, coming over to the US. So just watch out. Yeah, I mean, so, well, one of the data points, well, it's almost like you could argue that it was here again, QVC and all this buying, like, you know, live mm -hmm. commerce existed on TV, but, you know, didn't really, hasn't seen, at least in the US, like hasn't really gone over the hump, you know, into like the internet, right? But it is mm -hmm. in China. And like, I think the data point that you mentioned in the article, 2020 singles day, live commerce was responsible for $7.5 billion in sales in a fucking 30 minute window man you know what i'm saying it's insane like, isn't it insane. And i'm sorry chris i cut you off you were gonna say something oh nah, man that's good stuff yeah. um no it's interesting yeah i mean obviously great you know it shows you know good point J um, james like tv dot com pigeonholing you know um not for this this one but i'd like to pull up that dot xyz i think you did or someone else did it but it was like this comp this founder he rebranded the dot com because of email issues and then um, and conversion issues and like saw this massive increase. I mean, it wasn't massive, it was like 0.0%, like 1%, you know, but percentage-wise it was huge, you know, uh, and it's email conversion. Well, on, I want to go, maybe we hit that next time, James, because that was a good, um, if I'll not, just, we should I'll get just it. send you the link. Okay, cool, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we can save that one. Get it all, it. man. Yeah, save it, yeah. let's save it. This is one, yeah, this is Otherwise, one. this is going to be about four hours long. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> we got to get this person day. on. We got to get that person on, because that, that's a good one. But, you know, going back to the the funding, right? So, I mean, most, most people think, oh, you know, it's because they have money now that they're buying their domain, right? And yes, that's true, but it's also, it's, it's it's also because their worldview probably got shattered in their yeah. meeting. <laughs> you know? Well, well like, you know, that's a uh, great point. Yeah, go go ahead, go ahead, because I got I got a thought on that. But go. Yeah, I mean, like, so you know, my if you think my 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 this process right, of, of how we buy, right? It's worldview, selfie, roadmap, right? So the worldview is I don't need it, it's not important. And listen, I talk to these founders, I talk to them pre-seed, I talk to them after seed, right? After they get their funding, and it's like uh, you know, we don't need it. And and like, I mean, first of all, if you're a domain investor, you want me to be helping on, you know, on the acquired domain name, because my first negotiation is always with the end user, you know, <laughs> like I have to negotiate with them first and then I come to you. Right. And so I can't tell me times it's like, I just, you're just wrong. I mean, and Drew does it really well. I remember him talking to like this fortune 500 company and they're like, uh, you know, you know, um, and he was like, actually it's more, it was like, they were owned by one of the big like fortune 20. Right. He's like, ah, oh, domains are important. He's like, no, he's like, I hear you saying, but you're just absolutely, you're absolutely wrong. You're like, you're incorrect. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, yeah. you know, um, and that's what happened, right? So that's what happens. Like, you know, this, this, um, you know, when they go into these funding rounds, it's like their worldview is broken by someone that they, guess what? You're taking money from someone and you're going to listen to them. Right. And, and these investors, they get it, you know, they've been through it. They understand it's an asset. Maybe they've yeah. bought and resold them again. Mm. And so they, their worldview gets shattered their self view gets reinforced because like, hey, listen, talk to this, this, this company. And so then they're like, okay, we need it. 
And then they need, you know, from there, they need to get it across the finish line with the roadmap. They need someone like us to help, you know, help them see the ROI behind it. Um, but that's, that's, you know, don't confuse the money. Cause I talked to companies with money that don't buy the domain. They should buy the domain, right? Yeah. And then the companies, but you're going to, you're going to say something, JT. Yeah, no, well, I, I was going to make the point you just made, which is, you know, as they're going through these funding rounds, you know, it's like when you have to tell folks that are about to cut a $50 million check, you know, who are some of the savviest, you know, you know, experienced investors, you know, in the world, right? Oh, hey, we operate on a dot TV <laughs> domain name. You know what I'm saying? It's like, or go dash something or my or <laughs> yeah. try. And they're like, hey, you know, listen, and it's like, okay, uh, well, first thing we're going to do is fix that. And, uh, yeah. you know, and um, yeah, no, and, and, uh, but yeah, firework.com is, it's just a neat business model. So definitely check them out just in general. Cause I think this is super cool, but this also goes back to what you said, Chris, I mean, in interacting with all of these folks and same for James, who's interviewing these founders, it's like, you know, and this is what I also always loved about, you know, domains and just some of what we do, which is, you know, you do really get the ability to interface with people from, it's a great equalizer, right? And you get to, you know, from the thousandaires to the billionaires and everybody in between to the individuals and they're, you know, we joke it's around. It's like a rap song right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> thousandaires to the billionaires. We make that into our, our theme song. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> uh, we, uh, well, we have an intro, new intro. Billy did the intro for the show. We got some new, you know, some music. You'll see that when oh, this goes live. So nice. we've got that. The, um, you know, each show has its own own deal. And, uh, you know, and this will, uh, we'll be posting this. So we'll be posting it on the Domain Sherpa site. Um, we'll also be uh, syndicating it out across like Apple and all the various podcasts, uh, you know, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. And then uh, we'll also post it on on YouTube on the Domain Sherpa YouTube channel. So we'll actually be start posting there more regularly with a lot of the stuff um, in the newer episodes and whatnot. We've uh, you know it's been a request for a long time coming, and uh, we actually ran into just a it was actually some of the old theme music caused us to create a little bit of a hiccup on YouTube. So, but we've been putting a lot of the um, the legacy shows up. So you know, folks, definitely check that out if you haven't seen that. But uh, we will start putting out the newer episodes on a regular basis, which will also be great so that, you know, you can kind of access this a million different ways. And, uh, oh. but, um, but yeah, you know, it's the, uh, you know, but the ability to be able to just, you know, interface with these folks, um, you know, and it, it is an equalizer also in that, you know, we see it even with our portfolio names, um, you know, you get these enormous companies or these folks that, you know, I mean, or even look at Drew, you know, having acquired names for Elon Musk and, you know, and Zoom and Amazon and you guys, you know, I know you've worked with some of these folks directly as well. And, you know, in what other scenario does that actually happen? Right. It's like, it's, you know, it doesn't, you know, and it's, but well, you know, we've got these, these digital assets that have this value. And as people recognize that it's like, it puts you in some pretty interesting conversations and meetings and stuff. So it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, there's, there was one domain we, we brokered and um, you know, this was a billion dollar company, like massive company. Right. So I mean, this is all this worldview. Like they, they started off, gave us a hundred thousand dollar offer. You know, the main was in the seven figures. Um, it didn't have a lot of like too many companies. Uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll say that I'll say this story for next time. I'll say, okay. but, you know, worldview right, stuff. Let's tease it. We're teasing it out for next time. I like it. Uh, JT, to your point, I mean, you know, I know we wanted to hit. Uh, I think we're going long here. I was going to hit um, name bio, but maybe we maybe. Well, we no, let's that. do that because we said we we're going to do it. So let's take we'll take quick five ten minutes tops and just talk through that really fast. But you know, we were going to just call out a specific uh, or an acquisition or purchase or something that you saw that you want to talk about. Well, I mean, so we want to, I mean, I think that this, it'll evolve, but the kind of the, the thought is James, I went into this was like, 
we had his blogs, which go into like the end, you know, like Ashley's going to bought a domain, what the domain is. We kind of talk about it. What was, you know, my interpretation and in, in, in my sales with kind of what happened behind the scenes without knowing what happened behind the scenes. Right. Yep, yep. And then what they said, and then from there, uh, hit name bio, we hit a couple of domain names in a lower range, right? Cause some of James, James, some of those domains are in the higher range. Yeah, of course. We hit yeah. some of the lower range. Yeah. We just talk about just this evolution of why domain sells, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so which example? So let's do one from name bio. Um, and uh, which one did you, uh, did you see that you wanted to mention? So I'll, I'll just preface this by, you know, so this, so the first half is kind of the end user. This half is kind of the investor to say, Hey, well, like, you know, why do they buy? Where are they at? I mean, we all want the million dollar sale, but they're not always going to be a million dollars. And um, like last year, I, I took like a couple of days, I pulled all the name bio sales and I went through, look for examples and say, okay, well, this domain was bought for $15,000. Why did they buy it? Who bought it? Right. This domain was bought for 35,000. Why did they buy it? 75,000, 100,000. So I wanted to get a picture like for who the, you know, who's buying this. Right. And that's what led me to the five buyer types, the hobbyist, the small, business slash solo entrepreneur, national slash legacy, Bible slash scalable, and then the high rev. Um, and, uh, you know, knowing where your domain falls within this is, you know, knowing you know, what price to sell it at, right? Knowing when to sell it. Um, you know, some people are okay waiting for that company, you know, and gambling saying, hey, that company is a small business. I think they're going to become a national. And so I'm going to hold off until they get to this, this point, or I'm going to hold off until they get to the Bible scalable, right? Um, as far as the price they're willing to pay. So the, the, uh, the one that I saw, which actually hit home was rocketreach.com. And, I, and James, did you see this one on the market anywhere? No, no, it didn't see it at all. And yeah. to be honest, I've heard, I've heard of Rocket Reach. They're in, what are they, in, like an outreach company? Um, so I, yeah, so I use them whenever I, like, I seriously cannot find any other email. Um, it's a pretty good tool to use because you can plug in like the LinkedIn uh, address and then you get, you get the um, an email back uh, for like what their LinkedIn is, or it gives you other, you know, kind of the other tools, but yeah, it's a, it's a lead gen tool. So, you know, good for investors. So I'd kind of assumed that they were already on .com. I've heard of them. I haven't really used them before. Yeah. And I just assumed that they were on .com because they seem like quite a big company, but yeah, really surprised that they haven't got it already. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, I tell you what. Like, I always like whenever I would had you to go to them, I would type in the dot com. Like, ah, they don't own that. Mm. Okay, dot co. Right. So it's massive confusion. Um, you know, in my part, just trying to find them. Uh, it looks like they raised money you know, years ago. It looks like there's no official. I didn't see them on Crunchbase as far as raising money. They've got quite a right. few employees, um, seventy five employees. So I mean, they they've grown to that to that, um, that larger level, you know, I'd put them in kind of that national slash legacy and, uh, which is interesting because they bought it for, you know, that $40,000, um, uh, which is an amazing price really like that they could get it for that low because they've been around such a long time. Sometimes when a company is so well known and you can tell that they're the only end user, sometimes that price can just creep up and creep up and creep up. Yeah. And, so yeah, forty thousand dollars for the exactmatch.com, even to save you just typing in the wrong domain name every time right. you use it. Oh yeah, just where, saves where, that. Where do they buy it? Like what platform? It says GoDaddy. So they just bought it off of um, GoDaddy for forty Gs. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Uh, we'd have to. I don't know any, you know, the history behind I mean, that. But well, um, it's, it's interesting because in, in that domain, you know, they did. I'm gonna actually check out. 
uh, archive.org here. So I'm going to see. Um, you know, that domain, there's really only one buyer, right? I mean, it's rocketreach.com. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how it transcends, you know, beyond them. So, I mean, you have one buyer. They probably held it for a while. They probably tried to get it for a while, I imagine, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, probably just wore them down. And, you know, um, actually, let's see here, 2019, there's quite a few snapshots here. So it looks like it was forwarding to something, maybe a parking page or something at one point. Um, huh. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um yeah, you wonder how much like the prior owner, you know, had really been, you know, reaching out to them to try to sell them the name and, you know, it was just one of those things. And, you know, at some point you also have to be careful, you know, depending on when the prior owner acquired it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, because you yeah. potentially have some trademark issues, you know, just quick, you know, sort of quick guidance around that is that, you know, if you've owned a domain prior to the trademark, you know, the company existing or the trademark having been filed, you know, that'll provide you with some coverage in a UDRP. Actually, that'll cover you pretty well in a UDRP. But, you know, if you're registering something after an existing trademark has been registered and is in use and it's, you know, not super generic, you know, then you're setting yourself up to have that name. Yeah, yeah. A UDRP, Especially so. if, you, if you outbound to them. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's putting I mean. in really hot water. <laughs> and or if you have it uh, parking and, and the parking links are like this, that company, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> all things you want to avoid. But um, yeah, no, I think it's a, that's also an interesting one. Um, it'll be, uh, you know, so yeah, and they, but they currently just have it pointed to the dot co. They don't even have yeah. like they haven't flipped it yet. And you wonder how much of that's related to backlinks and you know yeah 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 and yep. you know other types of things that would create you know sort of uh you know where they don't want to create major disruption by because they just bought it you said right you saw it come across in april was it april yeah, so you know it's possible they're still trying to figure i mean out to me i think it's a good sale let's see they brought it uh it says april 13th is when they bought it um i mean i think it's a good sale i think the four thousand is a good sale i think when we look at it like there's one buyer right yeah um, no i think that i think that's a great acquisition one, for them hmm. You know, they had the .co, they're, you know, they were entrenched. Yeah. I often say that, like, a lot of companies hard their marketing. Once they hard their marketing, right, I mean, you know, as the main investor, like, oh, they need this, they need this, they need this, right? But money has to find a place, right? So when you when you ask for too much money for your domain name, what you do is you force that company, and I say, like, too much, right? I mean, we have some domains that are, like, owners like, I want $3 million. You're like, ah, for $3 million, we can get a really, really good domain, you know? Um, a two letter, <laughs> I like you, but like the means maybe worth like 75,000. Um, and so whenever you do that, like you force that coming to hard than marketing. And so that, I don't know the history here. It looks like it was with GoDaddy for a while. It looks like it was parked. It looks like it had a, maybe a for sale page on it at one point. Um, and I would say that you know, it's probably the case. They launched in the .co. They couldn't get it. You know, I, I know these, I know several founders in this industry, but they're kind of scrappy. They start off, you know, it's like, they're just, you know, trying the best they can do. It's, it's pretty cutthroat. There's a lot of companies out there. And I imagine they just, they run the market on the, on the .co and then came back um, to try to get it, try to get it, realizing that, you know, there's a, there's a real, very real ROI case behind owning it because traffic is going to the .com. Um, and uh, so, I mean, I, I would peg them, you know, kind of in the national, the 75,000 to 150,000, but, you know, kind of based on, I don't know what, I don't know what they've raised, um, you know, I, can't I would see say that's that a good raised. Price. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't see anything that they've raised yeah. at all. 
I saw one article, one where there was someone invested in them. Obviously, with seventy-five employees, I mean, and I don't know how many of those are active, active employees on LinkedIn, but yeah, they have they have a good team behind them. So there, there's obviously some revenue behind them. Um, uh, I think it's a good sell. I think I think it's a good sell. I think it's um, you know, yeah, well, uh, definitely a good buy, you know, and um, you know, definitely one of those though where it's like you know, but it shows you, you know, regardless of path. You know, there's a domain that now is in the hands of its best case end user. And yeah. as such, it is off the market off the forever, market forever. <laughs> off the market forever, baby. All right. Okay. With that, I think, uh, you know, we cover a lot of ground. This was awesome. Can't wait for the next one. Um, like I said, we'll be running this show monthly. Uh, it'll continue to evolve, but this is the general gist with these uh, amazing guys and, uh, and a lot more to come. So I want to say, Chris and James, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you guys taking the time to be on here. I know the audience appreciates it. Speaking of the audience, like I say in every single show, thank you to all y'all for tuning in. Without you, there's no us. So um, as I mentioned, we will post notes and things up on the DomainSherpa.com uh, page. So you can, uh, you know, leave comments. We're also not hard to find in social media, Twitter, um, and whatnot. So, uh, you know, individually and as a company. So please just, uh, you know, feel free to hit us up. If you have any questions or comments, good, bad, ugly, whatever. Um, and otherwise, uh, yeah, we just want to say thanks. And we'll catch you all next time off the market forever here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Peace out.